Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Buzz Dixon. I am the writer and story editor of G.I. Joe, and I'm here at Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I'm with Ray, Robert, and Gina, and have a good time. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight one. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, this time with more peanuts. Be careful, guys. Peanut advisory. Nobody's listening to you, Ray. We're all petting the cat. Yeah, there's a cat in the room right now. Uh, Lady Lady Smith Cat Mombasa. Is that right? Yep. Mostly. Mostly. Ish. Oh, and she's, she's hugging Gina's leg, so it's over. The- well, guys, that's been it for this edition of Knowing is <laughs> Half the Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. No, we are. We're, today we're going to be talking about an episode called "G.I. Joe and the Golden Fleece," and uh, we, we talked about it in the Know Your Joe uh, Storm Shadow Part Two, maybe on <laughs> on Wednesday. And G.I. Joe and the Golden Fleece was the episode to pull back the curtain. Uh, as we've said many times before, this is the episode that I brought with me on DVD to the Chanchin here at Chanchin uh, North Studios. And I said, is this a TV show that you think we could do a podcast about? And this, we watched this episode pulled virtually at random from my collection. And my thought was, this is batshit crazy. There's yes. plenty to talk about here. We Turns out the, yeah. the, uh, the actual show, like this is probably as bonkers as it gets. A fucking alien shows up. They get knocked back to ancient Greece. <laughs> There's nothing that makes any goddamn sense I don't here. No, if it was an alien, I think it was a future Earth race. I see. That that was my takeaway. I loved it. You guys know how much I love the weird, weird stuff that <laughs> that that doesn't make any sense. Plus, I'm a huge uh, uh, mythology buff. I've got mythology books out my wazoo. Uh, have you picked up uh, Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology yet? No, it's fantastic. Oh, man. You've seen Clash of the Titans roughly 50,000 times? I have, actually. The original. I've yeah. only oh, seen the, the original. new one once. Boobo. Why would you ever see the new one at all? Come on. Uh, Sometimes originals can stay good. That's why That's up. why I won't see the new show Westworld. I'm only, I'm only you know, oh. if Yul Brenner's not in it, I don't see why I'd bother. Remakes can't be good, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the rules. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do once we run out of uh, Series 1 G.I. Joe's? Um, everything else after that is basically a remake. 
that's a good point. Honestly, the actual G.I. Joe's, well, I was going to say, all these episodes we've been watching, like we have the Nightmare on Elm Street coming up, I think, in a couple of weeks. We've got uh, the the Bloodsport episode we just watched, or Enter the Dragon, as it was pointed out to us by a listener. No, definitely Bloodsport. I think it's Bloodsport. It was much more in the- Mortal Kombat, or uh, nothing. (laughs) Mortal Kombat is a ripoff of Bloodsport. Spoiler Uh, alert. Bloodsport is a ripoff of everything. Of everything. I what? couldn't think of a specific thing. Bloodsport is a ripoff of down, Mr. Gina. Popper's You're Penguins. Not paying attention to what's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this cat is mine now. A cat-induced aneurysm happening with Gina's brain right now. Um, so who's the writer of G.I. Joe and the Golden Fleece? Flindilly. Uh, story by Flynn Dilly. Uh, but the actual teleplay is by Richard Merwin, who also did... Uh, he, he also wrote on... Uh, Rubik, the amazing cube. Oh, we got to do an oh. episode of that. Found out this God just bless a while ago that, that was a thing that happened oh. in yeah. the world. That one got by me too. Uh, Saturday Super K Dragons Lair, Mister T, like all of the good stuff. Uh, the other episode of of GI Joe he wrote was Gray Hairs and Growing Pains. Oh, and well, so. that was also a Flint Dilly episode. Oh, yeah. so they they so worked solid. together a couple of times. And Flint Dilly, who's been on the show, is masterful. Uh-huh. Uh, this episode was a little bit. This one didn't feel as much like a Flint Dilly episode as other episodes that he's written, though. Do you, did you guys feel that way as well? Yeah, he didn't have some of the normal the normal Flintisms. There's a lot of like snark against a, a, a Hollywood elite, and you know, yeah. well, th- yeah, this was LA sort of is a. a Thing. This yeah, this was kind of just probably it said story by so he was probably like yeah, what if I like went back in time and then uh, handed it off to someone else and what if the gods of ancient Greece were recreated as GI Joe characters yeah yeah and then the thing I, basically I writes it. itself mm-hmm. I actually had less notes for this one than I have for a normal episode because it was a lot of action in this one mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh huh it starts out with a ton of action yeah well so we open right there in a, a right in the middle of the battle scene. Yep. And I have written down here Dusty and Snake Eyes, both very important characters from season one, uh, appear. They're here. And I was like, oh, cool. We're going to get an episode. We get Leatherneck, Wetsuit, Sergeant Slaughter, Lifeline mixed with, you know, maybe a Dusty, Snake Eyes, Spirit, you know, any of these older characters, uh, uh, Alpine and Bazooka, maybe. And we could do this whole like crossover between the two seasons. Uh, that did not happen. But nope. I will say the Baroness is in this one a lot. It's the yeah. first time we've actually seen her with any type of story in a That's while. That's true. So I liked that. Also, Lady J is in it more than she has been. So, mm-hmm. so I dug it. Lady dug J it. was the crossover character who's such a big part of season one appearing in, in this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly about her and maybe Sergeant Slaughter as well. Uh, also, um, one thing that we haven't even touched on in a while, and that's due to the content of the show is uh, the uh, Bechdel test because there are so yeah. few women. Uh-huh. Th- this one doesn't pass. No, but- this one does. I oh, thought it, it did. Don't they talk oh. to each other at the very end of the episode? Yeah, at the very end, uh, they're they're like fighting and they're talking shit talk to each other. Oh, about, like, okay. Like shit talk fighting where Lady J and Baroness are like, uh, yeah, I forget I forget what the shit talk is, but it's pretty oh. good. We'll get to it when we get yeah. there. But uh, there's a. Fi- uh, Destro's pilot is a woman. Yes. I was like, oh, well, that's kind of... Lady cool. Stradiviper I have written down right here. I mean, I think that's cool. I like it. I really like it. And, and you know, diversity is more than just an old wooden ship. Hello, kitty. Mm. <laughs> uh, diversity Don't is... have an aneurysm, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, also, uh, balls. Kitty. <laughs> that does sound like me. Uh, but also, Flint, Flint's episode's... Almost, you well, they usually pass the test somehow. Mm-hmm. Even though, even though he didn't, he wasn't he, even aware of the Bechtel test yeah, when we mentioned was, it. He to wasn't him. aware of it, so he's, he's just, just doing it writer. on a sub subconscious level that he's making women interact. 
And that's cool. And I just, any chance you have to take a character who, you know, maybe doesn't do anything uh, necessarily and just turn that character into a woman just because you can, Mm -hmm. to me, that's like a smart decision because it's more realistic about the world. At the very least, there's a lot more women in society. They are 51% of the population than you see in a lot of your culture. Also in this one, the, the lady, the lady pilot is a lady with. What? With the, like, yes, uh, she is, Gina. I don't. The cat's <laughs> gone now. What is happening? <laughs> no, uh, uh, Mindbender is being flown around in his in his plane by a female pilot. That is correct. Uh-huh. And, and she doesn't even crash. Uh, well, I mean, they. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Could you imagine? Uh, but, Women drivers. Am I, I mean, right? It's <laughs> not. It's not during the episode. I was like, oh, this is probably going to pay off at some point. Oh, you just say it's just. She just is a woman, and that's not a big deal. It's just yeah, exactly. That that's right. the whole point I was trying Pointing to make before the cat exactly. aneurysm gotcha. is you got to normalize that stuff. Right. That's the whole point, and yeah. that's gonna that's gonna be good for everything involved. Thank goodness, thirty years ago that happened, and now it's completely normalized. Thank you, finally. Oh, I get it. They're fighting over the Suez Canal. Yep. So we have a place for it. Is that is that in Greece? I don't know my canals very well. It is not. It is in the Mediterranean. Okay. Uh, so we're yeah we're in the ballpark. Sure, we're in the zone. Um, actually, you know Auto what? Zone. You know what? <laughs> I am going to do Suez Canal and Greece and see how far it actually is. Um, Canal of the Pharaohs. Well, that's Whoa. where they should have put it. Although also I think Suez Canal back Suez in the middle of the eighties, I think it was like a hot spot or something. I remember it coming up in like my my social studies classes, uh, knowing about the Suez Canal back in the mid eighties. So it might have been a flashpoint kind of a, a situation where we, we put it in because it's being talked about. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> here's what I'm gonna do: go to Google Maps. Oh, geez, oh, Pete. I'm gonna type in Greece and then give me directions to the Suez Canal in Egypt. Okay, okay. I love it. Well, uh, let me. It looks like it'll take uh, forty hours by car. That's not very close. Nine hours. It's uh, you got to go through Turkey. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's plane. Uh, flights not available. Well, that's weird. Flights aren't available. Oh from God! Trump Greece to the Suez Trump's Canal. gotten to Greece. The travel ban. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's a long way away. Okay, let's just say that. They're, but they're in the ballpark if you live in Los Angeles. You know what? It's all in the Mediterranean Sea, and that's. Good enough for me. You know, the way that, you know, something happens in Quebec, so people in Texas (laughs) can just get there. I'm Italian, and anytime, and like Mediterranean is fine. Like, I just feel like that's all around there in that area. It's a big sea. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You speak for all Italians? Do yeah, you? yeah. Okay. She does more so than we do, Chan. We're, we're, we're comfortable with our station in society as a people, so. People we, aren't really we're, racist we're cool to you guys whatever. anymore. I mean, they are. We just don't really mind. I never heard of anybody be like, oh, that Italian, blue. Really? When Jersey Shore came out, a lot of Jersey Shore and Real Housewives of New Jersey, a lot of it was See, like, oh, God. I, you know what I heard personally was, oh, people from New Jersey are shitty. Not not Italians are shitty. Yeah, yeah. It was more regionalized. They usually lump them together. It's usually Italian people from New Jersey. They lump them together. Wait, you're an Italian person from New Jersey. And I am shitty. Ah, there it is. Fair enough. <laughs> So an alien ship shows up in the middle of all this fight. And uh, do you have a sound poll for me, Chan? Because I love the fact that Beachhead says what we don't do, and it is immediately yeah. tallied with Dr. Mindbender saying I've that's already, exactly what I've we do. i already got a cue. Let's up. hear it. Do-do. What it is, G.I. Joe does not shoot first and ask questions later. Shoot first and ask questions later. Perfect. That's that is a fun. Flint thing. That, that is, is a fun. Flint thing. Yeah. 
Amazing. I do appreciate that of all the people, freaking Beachhead's the one that just wants to open fire on the alien ship that we don't know what it does. Yeah. Man, years of TV have if years of TV have taught us nothing. It's do not kill aliens. It starts a war. I know my sci-fi. Well, talk Wait to them first. What? What, sh- what are you? What show are you talking well, about? Well, V, obviously. No, on V, oh, we, we welcome them with open arms. That ended up not working out. And then that was also an invasion. But no, no, it's just like <laughs> a, a, on, on. I feel like Twilight Zones, it'll be like, yeah, kill this alien. Then it's like, no, we were going to give you the secret to true happiness. Bye. I mean, to serve man is the most famous, arguably, yeah, Twilight we Zone ever. So you're on the, you're on the, uh, the, the side, side of, of kill, murder all aliens. Kill all aliens. <laughs> now that I think about it, we tried to do that in the movie Independence Day. And our, our probe ship got blown up by them, and then they just attacked us. So maybe Beachhead is onto something. You guys, there. I am talking about Alf. I am talking about E.T. Alf ate cats, Gina. Are you okay with that? <laughs> no. Should we kill Alf, Gina? No, we should just make <laughs> we should just watch him really carefully so he doesn't eat cats. And E.T. <laughs> ate Reese's Pieces, so he's stealing your candy now. I'm okay with that. I don't need candy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get fat. You're just going to get fat? Yeah. I'm going to get eat fat from eating E.T. Yeah, a roast. <laughs> No, the cat's gone, Ray. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm in a mood. <laughs> All that talk of bunders in the uh, Know Your Joe from Wednesday. <laughs> it was really upsetting. Uh, so there's a cone. Uh, a, they sh- a, a poop-shaped cone. A poop-shaped cone. What? It's a poop emoji. It is, it it's a is gold poop golden emoji. poop. I the entire not... episode, this was clearly golden poop. <laughs> to me, it was a conch shell, but oh. I was wrong, apparently. It's a golden poop emoji. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jason and the Argonauts and their search for the golden poops. Love it. Uh, he, he, it the draws in the golden feces. feces. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that was, yeah. Yeah. As soon as you started talking, I went, I know where Chan's going. Yes, yeah. you do. Oh, so G.I. Joe and the golden feces. Uh-huh. Is that where we've come? Yes. That's where we are. Yes. Huh? And it's great. Both G.I. Joe and Cobra both wanted, even though they have no idea what it is. And this represents like the Cold War, right? Sure. Any asset that existed at this time period. We don't know if it's good or bad. But we know we don't want Russia to have it just in Strategy case. Strategy of denial, says uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Yep. And it makes a lot of sense. Sergeant Slaughter comes across very well in this episode, too, might uh, I point yeah, out. Yeah, I have yeah. an issue with that later. But let's, oh. let's... You have an issue with him looking oh good? Oh. Yeah. Because this is the most intelligent we've seen Sergeant Slaughter. I know. Right away. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, uh, Lifeline goes up to it. Him and Lady J are there with the, the golden feces. Mm-hmm. And and he won't even touch it because he says, oh, well, it might be a weapon. I, I don't know what it is. God, and be, because it could be a weapon. I love him. I love him. I love him in this episode. I love him in life. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't touch solid gold poop. I wouldn't want, to, I wouldn't want someone but, to dip their poop in gold and then give it to me and be like, touch it. You're not wrong because it fell out of an alien ship. Maybe don't go up and grab it with your bare hands. Yeah, we've all seen that creep show where Stephen King touches the meteor and then he turns into a grass person. Yep. Mm. Well, how about another? The weird uh, dichotomy happens here because Lifeline says, I won't use violence. Yeah. I will not uh, uh, touch the thing. And then he tackles, tackles the, the Baroness while she tries to shoot Lady J. He's Yo. not trying to hurt her. He's trying to love her. He's, he- give me, give me a hug. It was, here's my lifeline hugs. She better have had like a pillowy soft landing because it. what if he... he oh, on that the ass? The worst thing that could have happened would have mm. he tackled her, she hits her head, mm. she, he million dollar babies her, and then he's got to kill himself because mm. he not only like used violence, but he made someone a quadriplegic. Oh, when you said million dollar baby, I thought he put a million dollar baby inside of her. Yeah, the way that dudes weird. who get caught cheating are like, <laughs> oh, I tripped and fell into this naked woman on my bed. Mm. It was terrible. 
Now I have to give you a million dollars. This son of a bitch just is busy listing off all the things he doesn't do. I love it. I don't touch weapons. Medicine's my line. Not special effects. I don't do special effects. Listen, they're asking too much of him. I like that he's he's setting up clear boundaries. He's like an obnoxious hipster who never says he likes anything, but will only tell you everything he doesn't like all the time. That is not a personality. That's the absence of a personality. He's the only one setting clear boundaries with people who ask too much. He's the guy at work that knows his value and is like, no, sir. I will not do jobs that are not in my job description. I have a feeling that... I know people like that. I've lived with people like that. (laughs) I do not approve of that. Put the curtain back, Chan. Put it back. (laughs) Put it back. Uh, I think Lifeline, if he's around today, is writing like really obnoxious, like hipster, like I hate thing columns for like Vice and like Uh, that kind of a thing. No, he, he... He hates things that people should hate. He hates violence. No. Star Wars Rogue One, more like Star Wars Bogue One. No, you shouldn't like what, it, and here's seven one? reasons uh, why. Uh, the proper Bogue. thing is Chode One. Yeah. The proper thing, the oh, proper Chode One, making fun of name is Chode <sighs> One. I thought Bogue because it no, was it, like one letter off, so it what, would. Nah. He he's writing articles <laughs> so of advice in me. about how how uh, Doctors Without Borders is actually a corporate shill organization. Oh, okay, I get that. And you know, like how nothing is. Uh, uh, and he's also voting for Jill Stein. Here's the oh, he, here's he's the Jill only Stein. one in this episode who cares about the native peoples and tries to help them. The native peoples? Wow, Gina. <laughs> yeah, the native <laughs> Grecians. Greece, Greeks. Uh, what else do you call them when they're native Greeks. to that region? You call them the ancient Greeks, Gina, because that's who they are. Natives. <laughs> they're not savages. They're just people living a long time ago. They're people who are native to a, a land. <laughs> that is, that's what dumb white people call it when they invade them. <laughs> so that way you can dehumanize them and kill them without remorse. I kill without remorse no matter what I call people. So if you're Greek, do not date Gina. <laughs> It is, especially if you're ancient Greek. Oh, <laughs> oh. So yeah. So the the the, the golden feces gets shot by a laser beam. Everybody goes sleepy time. The bats. What happened to the bats, Chan? They went nuts. They started hitting themselves in the in the face with yeah, their own guns. They froze up. I don't know. It was <laughs> the temporal energy uh, drained them of their power because mm-hmm. uh, all of the other. Machines seem to work just fine. Oh, yeah. All the other, uh, yeah, the, the planes fly, no yeah, problem. Yeah, electronics are functional, so it wasn't like an EMP type situation. No. Don't know. Don't know. Just, just they decided to do that. Uh, yep. Lady J is the only one who's, who gets her ass in gear, though. Immediately. Like, everyone is sleepy and like nap time, and she's like, ah, fuck you. Yep. I'm going to get this plane. and then I'm going to jump on top of this drone as it takes off. Yeah. I'm going to like yeah. leverage open the cockpit somehow. Yeah, she's a badass. So, yeah, because they, uh, Cobra Baroness, I think it is, grabs, the, or no, it's a Viper. Some mm-hmm. rando Viper who needs a promotion runs over, grabs the Golden Fleece, puts it in the cockpit of the, the, the Cobra Raven. And then, yeah, Lady J jumps on it, rips all, the entire cockpit off with yeah. her just bare strength, mm-hmm. which that's. That's a superpower. <laughs> That's all I'll say right it's there. Impressive. Very, very strong. And then she just hops into the, the Raven drone and then flies it away. Mm-hmm. Lady J, man, she's, she is the superstar of this episode, for sure. No you, doubt. You want to believe it's like Sergeant Lifeline. Slaughter, but no. Lifeline is a disaster. I wrote episode. in my notes, I love Lifeline. Oh my what, God. When? At what point? When he's fixing them and they think they're gods. 
Well, okay, we'll get there in one sec, because we also learn uh, Lady J kind of flies away. She shoots down Dr. Mindbender a little bit, kind of escapes. Mm-hmm. And then Sergeant Slaughter, we learn, and this is maybe like revelation of the entire mm-hmm. episode, entire season, no. entire show. Sergeant Slaughter somehow speaks ancient Greek that he learned. No. Do you have the... Return old You speak ancient Greek? Little bit. Had a year of it in college. What's the matter? Surprised I went to college? Yes, yes. I am very surprised you went to college. Also, you do not speak ancient Greek, sir. Ancient Greek, not just normal Greek. Yeah. He learned a little bit of ancient Greek, and not just phonetically, he learned how to say it. He learned how to interpret it. I feel like at some point they were like, oh, shit, how will they understand them? Let's make one of them speak it. Oh, let's not go with the obvious choice. And then later on they were like, "Eh, let's just have them all speak English. Uh, Well, no, here's the thing. The only time when the ancient Greeks speak English is when they're speaking to Sergeant Slaughter. So that oh, is just a simple thing. It's like a Babelfish. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he here, you know, he can translate it. So like, we'll skip over the bits where. You know. So on, honestly, I'm not a Sergeant Slaughter fan. I am on board with this revelation, and I'm on board with the uh, how they use it in the. It, uh, in it the adds a level of depth to this like very one dimensional character that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that he's a caring, feeling human being. I feel like that class in college was like what we used to call rocks for jocks. It's like a really (laughs) easy class for people that are like on a sports team or something. Greek for geeks. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We speak (laughs) ancient Greek. Oh, God. (laughs) Is it? Someone someone sent a gun. Lady J crashes into the island and she, she lands in a cave. And she stays in that cave for roughly 90% of the rest of the episode. She's smart. She does a lot of cave sleeping. She's smart. Anytime you go back in time, you're running the risk of uh, of getting raped if you're a woman. Mm -hmm. So she's smart. Uh, I never thought of that, but yes. Because she hasn't bothered to cover up the the cone, (laughs) which shines like a goddamn lighthouse, apparently. (laughs) Well, Dr. Mindbender makes reference to that later. Stupid Joes. The thing lights up, and he's like, well, they got there before you did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you find it quicker than if they're so stupid? Mm. Doesn't that make you the stupid one, Dr. Mindbender? Well, I mean, you can't really fly around a lot when you don't have any fuel. Well, they had the hang gliders, though. I feel like uh, the the future people uh, who dropped this, like, they should get in some trouble. Like, they're just flying over, and then someone's, what, like, accidentally hit a button to release the golden poop? I think they feel as bad about it as people who eat fast food in their cars and then just throw the empty bag oh, on the street oh, feel. Oh, I mean, oh. to be fair, it's not like they just chucked it out the window like a cigarette, but it's like if someone shot your car and <laughs> uh, knocked loose the carburetor. That's true. That's true. You wouldn't feel bad about littering. I just feel that's, like yeah. I just feel like if you've got someone that something that controls time travel, maybe mm-hmm. secure it a little better in your aircraft. That is fair because it was just like one rogue laser shot yeah. tore a gigantic hole yeah. and it fell. It's not like it got knocked loose or whatever it was. It wasn't securely in there. Well, yeah. and we find out at the end of the episode that it was a hyperdrive. Yep. It was oh, what they yeah, used to amass yeah. hyperspace. And mm-hmm. I assume that they have more than one power generator for that because they still, the ship seemed fine. Man, put that thing deeper in your ship. Yeah. It's a pretty big ship. Secure it with more than just your binder clips or whatever you're using mm-hmm. to keep it in there. Bunch of bungees. Yeah. Now, Bunch I told you, Steve, don't use the bungees to hold the hyperdrive. We could get shot, it could fall out, and people could end up yeah. in ancient Greece. No, oh, but no. Yeah. No, no, we've talked about uh, this 32 no. times. When I was on lunch. Yeah, I was, I was on going on a date with my coil. I didn't have time <laughs> to do it properly. <laughs> um, also, uh, both 
G.I. Joe and Cobra is handling this revelation that they are transported back to ancient Greece yep. exceptionally well. Just like everything else in their universe, yeah. they're like, ah, yeah. well, I guess I guess we're in a parallel dimension. Ah, well, I guess there's uh, people <laughs> made of bubblegum and potato chips that are alive now and have sentience. And... None of these things are out of the ordinary <laughs> for Joe's. It took them nearly, the parallel dimension episode took them nearly the entirety of the first episode to realize where they were. Because they yeah, go to like three cool places. But then they were totally cool with it. Yeah, and I don't know if this is just part of steely-eyed military training. I think that but... they are being fed uh, by the military drugs that dampen emotions. Oh, they're all like on uh, Ritalin. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like it's like specifically to make them less afraid in battle. People are like putting pumping chemicals that they don't know that they're taking into their food. It makes them less horny. <laughs> it makes them less uh, angry. Well, what about like the Vipers and stuff? There's a lot of rank and file Cobras who are just like just doing the mission. Like you don't know that you can get back. And yet you're still fighting each other and doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I mean, I guess of all the places that they could end up, ancient Greece is like one of the better ones. In theory. Unless you're going to be like sacrificed or something, but. Do they do, do they do human sacrifices in ancient Greece, Gina? Uh, they would do like, you know, uh, uh, some young, young girls like offered up to like sex up the gods sometimes. But, so, wait a minute. They ritually had sex with young girls? Yeah. Anything goes in Greece. <laughs> and you're saying that as an Italian, obviously, speaking yeah, for the Italian I know, people. I know. I'm speaking for uh, all of that area. I feel like the Italians are not necessarily the most uh, <laughs> reliable people when it comes to talking about uh, Hey, that is racist, Chan. I mean, all of their gods are Greek gods that they just reskinned. Yep. We're cool with it. <laughs> So basically, the two saying the Italian gods are like the GoBots of the uh, of yeah. the gods universe. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I, I actually feel like uh, most more people know the Roman names for gods than the Greek names for gods, like Zeus. Yeah, or like Hermes. Could, like Hercules instead of Heracles. Hercules is the Greek. Gina. No, also the Roman. Look it up. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. They'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe! It's Major Blood in the Cobra Copter. They're after Gong Ho. Get the G.I. Joe Dragonfly Copter. Wild Bill to the rescue. Major Blood, look. Let's get out of here. Cobra's turning tail. Want to live good, buddy? G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe Dragonfly Copter comes with Wild Bill, other figures and equipment, each sold separately from Hasbro. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Well, speaking of all the gods right now, because we, we Lifeline gets mistaken for Escalapes. Is that right? Asclepius. Escla- okay. Sergeant Slaughter is Heracles, or Hercules, and uh, Lift Ticket and his uh, uh, helicopter are mistaken for Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. That's a little bit of a stretch, I thought. The yeah, first two I could I, go I, with. I think it was just because they thought, like, oh, this is your ship. Yeah. Like that, like, you know. I think... Well, he asked him what's it called. He says Tomahawk. Yeah. And they say, oh, Argonaut. He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that one didn't track quite as That's much. That's a leap. But the fact that he does, like, pilot it down the river and it is a boat, that, part, that part is why. But also, like, Lifeline, he puts a bandage on one kid's leg and suddenly they think he's the god of healing. Like... Hercules is the Roman adaptation of the Greek divine hero Heracles. My bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's been mm. uh, it's been some years. I used to be a uh, a huge myth uh, myth head. We call them oh, myth, myth heads. Oh, Mythbuster. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't think of Hercules without thinking of 
uh, Paul Power and Glory with him and Paul Roma t- as a tag team together in the WWF of the late 1980s, early 90s. But that's just me, maybe. Wait, Hercules so who, Hernandez? Yeah. Okay. So I thought that they Wore thought that uh, 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 Lifeline was Aeschylus. Is that not what they said? What did they say? Uh, Aeschylus is a playwright. Yeah. Asclepius is the... Uh, um, yeah, I had no uh, chance of writing that phonetically. <laughs> in the oh, Iliad, yeah, yeah. he was Hero. a dude. Yeah, yeah, And then, uh, yeah. But we don't even know if his healing worked. He just put a bandage on a kid. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, he's a magic healing man. Put Their a little bar ne- is low. He, put like yeah. a little Neosporin on. He might like, have sprayed, oh, sprayed it with some Bactine. Yeah. He put some Tussin on it. Yeah. It's great. So, so what? He pouring cough syrup over the he Pour Robitussin on it. Isn't that the old gag? No. Well, Cobra lands their ship, and they uh, they siege a city. They essentially, uh-huh. sh- and this is an actually really cool moment because they show up with their boats, with their planes, kind of on the banks of the beach, right outside this big city. And in my head, I was just like, "Why would the Greeks not see them as invaders, barbaric invaders, uh-huh. and in- instantly like go on the attack against them and try to beat them down?" And then after you know a minute of Cobra talking, boom, there they are getting hit with just like uh, bolas and stuff. Yeah. Uh, also. Uh, Every time they do the naming thing, it was weird. It was like Heracles, Heracles, and Argonaut, Argonaut, Jason, Jason. I don't know what that is, but it was real irritating. <laughs> it, was, it was like, you know what, though? Um, those were original Pokemon, and they were just saying, mm-hmm. you know, that's all they can say because their own catch name. Em, gotta catch them all. Gotta <laughs> catch them all. Greeky gods. <laughs> oh, G.I. Joe's. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> Lifeline, Slipstream, Starts to Slaughter, Baroness, Destro. <laughs> Destro. Catch them, catch em, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. G.I. Joe. So how did you feel about the siege of the city? Because I feel like the people of Greece gave up a little bit too too easily. To be fair, they were being shot at by lasers. They had spears. They were winning. 100%. Uh, uh, I feel like it it has been established that in the G.I. Joe world, spears are much more dangerous than sleepy time lasers. Thank you. And they left their front door of their castle open, too, which I thought was a little bit of a mistake. Cobra just walked in the door. It takes so long to close those things, and they knew they couldn't close it. Well, I guess you're right. They did leave it so they could do the attack on the beach. Mm -hmm. But I was also like, I would have appreciated a scene where Cobra was like, oh, you're keeping us out? Cool. Trouble bubble over the top. Open the door from their backside. I don't know. That might have been kind of cool. I'm just going to put it out there. There is no way that this did not mess up history. There's no way. Oh, no. It didn't mess up history at all because um, barbaric attacks were a thing that happened. And these heroes are real life people. Mm -hmm. Also, they were sleepy time lasers. They didn't probably didn't leave like laser scorch marks anywhere because they weren't powerful. But even if they did, the the, the castle was a ruin by the time that we actually found it in normal times. Probably like an earthquake or two and sort of. Also, this is the first time that we have ever it has ever been made clear that they have to recharge their guns. Yeah. Oh yeah, huh? Like that's not something that's ever been a thing before. Well, that's because the battles are usually a lot shorter. Yeah, but you'd think at some point it would come up like, ah, crap, I should have charged my gun before we came into this battle. Yeah, they, they run out of fuel a lot, too, in this episode, because mm-hmm. there is none to get. Here's the thing. Uh, you'll never see a John Woo movie where they have to uh, reload their weapons in anything other than a dialogue break. Like, we got to stop true, and like true. do a little character development. Okay, you can load your guns now. <laughs> And then you know, um, you know, blast through four hundred uh, bad guys uh, with your with your pistol. You're not saying bad things about John Woo, are you? No, I'm saying that because uh, he's made of magic, sir. That you're uh, that 
not recharging your weapons is far from the most egregious mm-hmm. offense. I just pictured them pulling out one of those like AC car adapters <laughs> and just shoving it in a Plugging USB it port a... in the back of the gun. Uh, yeah. uh, I will say that my my theory that they're all given feeling dampening drugs is reinforced when they think Sergeant Slaughter dies and they're like, ah, oh, so Sergeant Slaughter's probably dead. Yeah, he's definitely dead. All right, cool. This is the second episode in a row where they left him behind. Yep. Also, there are many other episodes where they are cool with like people dying. Like we, we saw one where we thought Lady J was dead. She fell in the ravine. And yeah. Flint was like, oh, well. Got to bone someone else now, Yeah, yeah. Like no one's ever concerned. So they're definitely being given, this is my new G.I. Joe theory. They're being given drugs that dampen normal emotional responses to things. Well, and thank God in the case of Low Light. Can I say right now, if Low Light had come back to ancient Greece, there's no chance he doesn't murder two dozen people with torture and absolutely change history for the worse. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, the nightmare episode's coming up, Gina. It's, it's incredible. Uh, okay, I have a science jerk question here, Cham. Uh, is your science jerk question, why did they bring the goddamn tomahawk when they could have just made a raft? <laughs> no, but that's that a great question. Your question. My science your question is: uh, Cobra realizes they have hang gliders, yep. and so they're flying the hang gliders all around, and they find the tomahawk boat. Are you going to ask about the uh, um, the aerodynamic implications of a fully metal hang glider when it's completely unpowered? No, no, no. That was fine. I had no problem with that physically. It was uh, a physics equal and opposite reaction. How are they shooting missiles off of this gri- glider and not breaking their own flight patterns? Because that's a pretty powerful thing to be doing, is launching missiles off the wings of your gliders. Wouldn't you just immediately crash every single time? Here's the thing that you have to understand. <laughs> the metal uh, gliders are fine. That's you know, the, uh, the These things that look like they're built like an airplane wing mm-hmm. uh, traditionally are powered. Uh, usually when, you see, when we see the Cobra Claws and whatnot like that, they've got jets on the back. And Correct. Pushing things forward. Uh, they managed to replace them uh, the jet engines, they replace them with the sound, which indicates they're flying by uh, just simple wind. The power of wind. Uh, the Bernoulli yeah. principle, even though they're not shaped properly to uh, take advantage of that effect. And the effect clearly counteracts the missiles as they're fired mm-hmm. from the Checks out. See, I actually, checks out. Checks out for me. I don't mind them taking the tomahawk with them on the raft only and turning it into a raft because you can't leave it behind in ancient Greece. You need to keep your gear with you the entire time that you're rolling around because you don't know when you're going back. Do you have any idea how big that raft would have to be to bear the weight of a fucking tomahawk helicopter? Well, that's easy. It would have to be the size of a tomahawk helicopter plus about two feet on either side. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> we, Fair it clearly enough. works, sir, so I don't know what your problem is with it. Clearly, the, the uh, Cobra hang gliders work as well. Uh, that is fa- And Sergeant Slaughter gets blown by one of these missiles right off the right off the boat. Yeah. Uh, falls because, in the water. Yeah. Uh, Slaughter gets uh, blown by uh, that because he always uh, concludes his business satisfactorily. Yeah. <laughs> Fact. And no one cares. No one cares. Dead. Thankfully, he landed on a beach where his hat was. His hat like, I, got I there first. That. I was like, oh, good. He didn't lose his hat. Because that would have been, been the real tragedy of this episode. I don't see the dodge. Got to turn around. That's no use. Nobody could survive that. Yeah. It only <laughs> happens every other episode of G.I. Joe. but yeah, Not even Sergeant Slaughter. Not even Sergeant Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Nope. You know what, guys? Um, Probably just give up. Although, looking back at the water... 
that seems pretty survivable. Like I've been whitewater rafting and Same. it was much, much uh more choppy than yep. that. Yep. Uh yeah, I I'm think pretty that, sure I could have survived I, that. I think that they just want him dead. Could I be. think that like he's that one friend that you're you like get to Did you want dead? Like, like this dude shows us <laughs> oh up every God. single time. Every time we go out to fight cobras. Yeah. He's taking on like forty of them and we kill like two. I think there's like that one friend that you're like, oh, did anyone text so and so? And they're like, uh, no, I forgot. Should we text them? Nah, it's probably too late. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I guys, I don't get any texts. It must be me. <laughs> <laughs> this is no. a very specific poll. You're one of several people that that is very specific to Gina for. Because <laughs> um, like a list of names is going through my head of people. That <laughs> I have seen her do that too. It's true. Pretty much everyone that I know. <laughs> How's, and then it's just me talking to my cat. I was going to say, oh, uh, did we forget to text? And he's like, everyone. And I'm like, yeah. Is it? Should we text now? And he's like, nah, let's just watch movies. And then the camera pulls back from Gina crying into her uh, or her drink from the apartment surrounded by cats as it just plays. The cheese stands alone. This would have been more accurate if instead of a drink, you had given me SpaghettiOs. Excuse me. A ca- an open <laughs> a can, can of SpaghettiOs, SpaghettiOs yep. with a spoon in it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I would totally eat a cold oh can of SpaghettiOs. <laughs> I totally would. I'm not even lying. You guys, Sergeant Slaughter tells them stroke, stroke, stroke. Beachhead tells them pull, pull, pull. What's I right? don't know why that's relevant. <laughs> it just seems odd to me that that's yeah. Well, while they're on the raft, you know, you, you yeah. do the uh, well. Stroke would it. be the old Viking thing. What are the, they yell? Pull. You know, here's it, this the is where they come the from. Drums. Uh, yeah, stroke would be for like the Vikings and like the Norsemen and that kind of a thing. Pole is for the uh, the the college. Uh, uh, um, what do they call that thing? With uh, the really I long boats. I don't know that beachhead. You're talking about crew. Uh, yeah, I, don't I think know beachheads that, from crew. Uh, we've established that Sergeant Slaughter has gone to college. We have not yet established that Beachhead has gone to college. Oh, Beachhead absolutely went to. He went to an academic uh, institution of higher learning without question and graduated. He's a know-it-all. I mean, granted, okay, you're right. You don't have to actually be knowing anything at all yeah, to be I a know-it-all. Yeah, I know-it-all friends that did not go to college. Uh, well, they're wrong, and you can tell them that I said that. <laughs> um, but it really, it, it helps to create that attitude if you are in fact coming from that background. Mm-hmm. So I think it's because because specifically Beachhead. And you guys at home, you tell me what's up. You tell me I'm the jerk. And what's the name of that that rafting thing? Is it called just crew? There's like it's an Olympic yes. sport. Crew. Okay, I think Beachhead uh, like did that. He was absolutely be a guy who lettered in college in some like white person <laughs> sport like that. I would have gone with water polo, but yeah, uh, I think he did yeah, both. Either okay. one, either one. Uh, maybe even tried a, a semester of curling. <laughs> that was not there. a thing back then. Um, curling has been around for a long I used to watch it in the 90s on CBC television Channel 9 when I watched it in Detroit I love curling It's the best But I'm just saying I think this would are be the differences of why with, they would say that Are you confusing it with curly fries, Ray? Oh my god, Arby's is delicious <laughs> Two for five dollars, guys uh, Two Arby's for five dollars? <laughs> you can buy two franchises for five dollars <laughs> That yeah. sounds about right That sounds about That's, right, yeah. actually yeah. Well, Sergeant Slaughter washes ashore And he meets King Ikea Did I hear this wrong? Achaeus. Aegeus. I have King Ikea. I'm giving you a history book. Ikea. You're King Ikea. King Ikea. You're a brave warrior. I, I, there is a King Aegeus. We Achaeus. should not make war with each other. Well, we could make love with each other. I think Bound it's, I think it's Aegeus. You think Aegeus, Chan? Okay, to the Googles, everyone. Uh... So the trials that he do is tr- it does is trial number five. So Hercules trials stables number five will get you. 
So there you go. So this, I mean, I know I heard about the Hercules Stables trial. I was aware of it. Um, so first off, I've seen your picture yeah. in the history books. Can a, I just start the, there? Aegean, the Aegean t- uh, uh, Stables, King Aegeus. There you go. I'm telling you, man, don't question yeah. me on, on King Ikea. Oh, Nailed it. Uh, is his picture there? Like I've noticed, I recognize you completely from the history books. They didn't yeah. really have photography back no, then. No, but they like, do have like busts and things like that, and they do have they do have like you know pots and and things and. Yeah, take a look at this picture right here, which looks exactly like the uh, king. That uh, I mean, it's basically a spinning image. It's a white dude with a beard. <laughs> yep. yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a little crazy. That he knew specifically which white guy with a beard that he was. <laughs> and did that guy have amazing hair? Was it just not beautifully feathered? It was like it was like a nineties right. high take school a, girl style. Take a look at his dick. That's, uh, <laughs> oh, that is hanging out. A, a, Wait, I assume the guy on the left was the king. No. Well, I mean, the, he. I mean, he had to have. But a But Hercules with him, is on right? the right. That's yeah. his penis. Yep. Yep. Thanks, yeah, Jen. Penis. Keep keep waving it in my face, man. That's hey, cool. This is Wikipedia. It's hey, not. Uh, it's not. You uh, should post uh, that healthy. on his wall in case he wants to. Look at it later. <laughs> God damn you, Gina! <laughs> Make sure to I'm tag the way. If you, if you want to see it later. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate. How's, how's that. your jade egg hunt coming, right? Uh, not well. <laughs> my wife wants to know why people keep posting strange things. She now understands that it's a gag, but she's not happy about it. <laughs> oh well, this is what she gets for marrying you. Oh, well, she she made yeah. That's not that's the least of the mistakes <laughs> of all of that. Uh, so G- the Joe team ends up getting to uh, uh, Lady J Island first, and this is where I say Doctor Mindbender's like they're so dumb, but then they beat him there, which I thought was interesting. Sergeant Slaughter does the trial of Hercules. Now, um, he he has to okay. <clears throat> Clean the stables in one day. That's the trial. Yes. That's what we're pulling Which from. Which is really uh, number trial number five from Hercules' actual trials that he had to do. So he, this is a real thing. A real mm-hmm. poll. So Sergeant Slaughter says, clear the horses, and then immediately goes in 10 seconds later is doing the thing he's going to do. He didn't give them enough time to clear the horses, <laughs> which I would think would be a timely procedure to the point where the people that he was just talking to have to hop on fences and stuff just to get out of the yeah. way. Well, the other thing, too, is that in in the myth, the horses are not just normal horses. They're like giant horses who take giant poops. So that's <laughs> that's why it's like such a such that's a why chore you know to do. <laughs> It yeah. involves animals and yeah, giant poops. Exactly. This I've is Gina's up ballpark. Everything in history that involves poop and/or mm-hmm. animals. Um, so he diverts diverts the river. He knocks some rocks out. I'm a little bit confused as to how exactly this works physically. There's a river nearby. He he diverts the river. Diverts the river with a scythe. And uh, <laughs> what's it's it's a pick. Let's okay. go ahead and call it a pick. Uh, uh, and it provides roughly two seconds of water flow, and then immediately cuts off. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The river is empty at that point, <laughs> yep. and the poop is gone. He has yep. he has doomed them all to die of of starvation and dehydration because mm-hmm. uh, that was their crop water. That was it, and now it's poop water. Yep. But they shouldn't have asked him to do it if they didn't want poop water. I mean, now mm-hmm. they're going to all get poop poop water related illnesses, get dysentery, yeah, and then create more poop water. Yep. And and here's the confusing part because King Aegeus says. You are not the real Heracles. Yeah. But it's like, yo, bitch, that's what he did. So clearly, <laughs> like, if you're going based on like, oh, what he did, you should think like, oh, crap, this does seem like something he did. He's done the other four trials already. Well, that's the weird thing is he calls him basically a fraud. He says like, oh, you, you're not the dude because, yeah, you cheated. You diverted the water. You didn't just pick up a shovel and take care of all the poop like I was kind of hoping to watch you do because I'm a weirdo. 
And 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 Sergeant Slaughter's like, hey, don't fucking care. Job's done, bitch. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he walks away, and I love it. <laughs> uh, we we passed over the part where yes, the Cobras are refueling, they're recharging their lasers. Yes. And if and they, I caught yes. the brief glimpse that I caught, they're recharging the lasers somehow. Uh, their recharging station involves a brick kiln. Yes. And I don't know how well, one... The gr- ancient Greeks of this castle have uh, ancient napalm. Right. Or, or what is it from Game of Thrones? It's the fire... Uh, well, it's uh, it's called dragon Greek, fire? Greek fire. It's a thing yeah. that uh, actually existed that uh, I think might have been something like ancient napalm. So yes, they they got that. They're going to make that into kerosene. Separately, they're recharging their lasers through the use of a uh, pottery uh, kiln. And that's got to be weird because at this time in ancient Greece, they probably were only on like the iPhone 2. Yeah. And so... They just wouldn't have the right adapters yeah. to plug in. I mean, you got to like wire it and splice it together, I'm sure. Yeah, separately. nobody's going to be carrying those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I figure a lot of these guys were on MySpace, mm-hmm. um, perhaps knew each other on Friendster. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this bit as far as I can. Going, and I think I'm at the going. end of the road. Push it, push it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so GI Joe's getting their ass handed to them here in this uh, here in this Lady J cave. They are just getting beat the fuck up, and then Sergeant Slaughter brings a whole the whole mass of the the Greek people mm-hmm. to fight the battle and win the battle. Now Cobra had access to another giant mass of Greek people. Why did they not bring the people with them? Do they just not feel that they needed them, or is that you, know, you had soldiers and warriors? Sergeant Slaughter smart enough to bring them along. What in Cobra? Uh, I think they did. I don't remember Cobra having any ancient Greeks on their side. It just seemed like Greeks beating up on uh, Vipers. I think, like, because the Greeks hated them. Like, yeah, they're not. They're not going to go with the Cobra. I mean, yeah, you don't want to give them weapons. Yeah, like they would be unwilling participants in this in this battle. And then they're going to turn on you. They'll turn on. I also maybe Sergeant Slaughter has the language barrier, like broken. I just think they think he's Hercules, and if like Hercules is like, "Hey, bitch, I just cleaned out your stable. Do what you said." You're gonna be like, "Ah, crap. All right." Well, he's got sunglasses on. He must be the chosen one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so another fight breaks out, and Lady J shoots the coil again, but this time on purpose. She shoots the golden fleece. Uh, I do want to say that yeah, this is actually a line that I enjoyed. Again, I'm not a Sarge fan, and yet. <laughs> I kind of yeah. like that. Uh, he's embraced much, it. Much like when he, he yeah. embraced his wetsuitness, uh-huh. he's now embracing his Heracles. Like, yeah, he's, I'm Heracles. What do you expect? He's cool with whatever. Do you think Sergeant Slaughter just doesn't want to be Sergeant Slaughter anymore? That he, <laughs> any chance yeah, he gets to be somebody an else? Crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why he turned on America and joined with the uh, Iraqis yep. a few years later yeah. to become uh, World Wrestling Federation champion. Mm-hmm. You think about it, it all holds up. <laughs> Um, now, here's my question. Mm. They shoot the Golden Fleece, and they all go back in time to ancient Greece. Yeah. They shoot the Golden Fleece again. Yeah. Should they not just go back further in time, And if I'm if I'm l- learning the science of this, uh, this device? This is classic cartoon logic, Ray, wherein mm. if you hit somebody on the head, they get amnesia. You <laughs> yes. hit them again, it removes their amnesia. Yeah. Okay. You shoot the uh, Golden Feces, and it sends you back in time. You shoot it mm-hmm. again. You go forward in time. So what I hear you saying is if I just get hit on the head one more good time, I'll have all my memories back. Yep, uh, that's think, how it And works. I'll have all the knowledge of the universe. If it doesn't work, 
keep trying. Oh, because yeah. it just hasn't happened yet. Specifically, yeah. okay. use a pan because those mm-hmm. are the best things to. Oh, to pan. Yeah, I was Big cast iron pan. Getting yeah. an anvil set up. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay. <laughs> True commitment to knowledge, the pursuit thereof. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Through head trauma. Yep. Okay, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, so the alien ship shows up. They're all get transported back to regular time, uh, where they sort of continue the battle. Sort of, not really. And a tractor beam pulls the coil up. And that's it. Uh, yep. I mean, over here, a telepathic conversation. Yeah, I just wrote, what? Yeah. Can we get a little snippet of this? Because this is like weird sci-fi weirdness. You must be careful when watching primitive cultures. What's that voice? I think we're overhearing a telepathic conversation. Next time, you may not recover your hyperdrive coils so easily. These beings will now remember us for the rest of their lives. We will be a part of their history. That's Serpentor, right? The voice of Serpentor? Uh, you know, it sounded a lot like him. Yeah, Dick Godier. Uh, I was trying to place it. That might be right. Uh, and again, again, they are clearly drugged because they are remarkably chill about all this. Nobody freaks out. Like, if this were us, imagine this happened to us right now. Like, we would be freaking out. We'd be posting it online. We'd t- be telling everyone we know. We'd be trying to figure out what it means. Are we under attack? What's happening? And they're just like, ha, ha, ha. We're a primitive peoples. Well, they're going. Nothing. No harm done. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm. And also, why were there no telepathic conversations then at the beginning of this, uh, uh, when they dropped think, the thing? I think that they didn't realize they had dropped it. Oh, I think it was one okay. of those things where they're like, oh my God, oh my God, where is my wallet? Oh, crap. Where's my so, wallet? And we're jumping to hyperdrive. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. What happened to the... Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to go to hyperspace. We're jumping in hyperspace. What, what, uh, Just press the I, button, I, Frank. Uh, guys, guys, press, press the hyperdrive. button. Where's, where did our hyperdrive go? Oh no! Did we get shot? Did we get uh, shot on right. the basic outside right. of our hull? Go Can back, we retrace our steps. Yep. Try and find it. Oh, Everybody, the last place you were when you had a hyperdrive. Watch where you step because we've dropped our hyperdrive <laughs> coil. Yeah, they're all, I, and I guarantee you, they're never going to talk about this again. Like this, if this legitimately happened in life, this would be all you talked about until you died. And Lady J wants to know why they're uh, if they're talking about her, which I thought was just a strange way to personalize the alien encounter. Wait, she she wants to know if they're talking about Do you about have her? her line right there at the very end? I wonder what those ancient Greeks are saying about us right now. Uh, right then. Oh, not the aliens. Right whenever. Yeah. There we go. She's worried about how what people think of her after the fact. Yeah. And then, of course, the answer is read your history books, Lady J. You are mentioned by name. I was a little, I was a little confused by that. Yeah, she's probably on a pot somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like a Doctor Who moment. Dude, mm-hmm. I bet you if we go to like a museum, we'll find Sergeant Slaughter on some pottery. Uh-huh. Yep. It, with his dick hanging out? If we're lucky. <laughs> post that to you as well, Jan, to post the, post the picture of Sergeant Slaughter and his dick to me as well. <laughs> and that's the episode. G.I. Joe and the Golden Fleece right there. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I greatly enjoyed this episode. You guys? I loved it. It was problematic. <laughs> Okay, yes. Any episode that involves going back in time, having your, one of your main protagonists <laughs> speaking ancient Greek and alien ships in this universe is going to be problematic in its own regard. Take me away. I don't mind. Keep going. Don't let me, don't let me stop you. And Jin has been stopped. Uh <laughs> 
It's like inviting the heckler up on stage, I think. <laughs> uh, guys, G.I. Joe and the Golden Fleece. There it is. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can check us out on Patreon. If you would like to support the show in a very personal way. <laughs> I just like saying that now. I caught it on another channel, and now it's I'm stealing it. Thanks, everybody. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Even five bucks a month will get you our entire vault of bonus episodes. And at $20 or more a month, you can tell us which cartoon episodes you'd like us to do a show for. We will be happy to watch them and then ruin them for you. <laughs> That's really what we do. But uh, as we learned last month with Batman the Animated Series, make sure the show isn't too quality. <laughs> I disagree with that statement. We had a lot of fun talking about that episode. We had, you know what? I enjoyed talking about Batman the Animated Series a whole bunch, but I do take the note afterwards where it was just us sitting around being like, and then this was great, and then this was great, and then this made a lot of sense, oh, and then this was cool. Sorry if we're bringing joy to the world. And we're happy. <laughs> this is like the first version of The Matrix where they made everything perfect and humans rebelled. Well, that's right, huh? Mm -hmm. Does that make me Mr. Mr. Smith? You wish. I do. That guy was awesome. That guy was the Red Skull. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. <laughs> and and Elrond. Yeah, I know movie stuff, Ray. And um and and he was all, also in another movie. Yeah, Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. No, not that one. Uh, what's the other <laughs> version of that movie? Well, while Gina's thinking about that, you can hit us up at facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Uh, you can also catch us on Amazon. Sort of, in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, okay. Portwalkaudio.com slash knowing is half the podcast for our Amazon link. If you're going to buy something mm -hmm. on Amazon, yep. go on there and we get a little kickback of monies and it will help us do good things with the show and you, you just should do that. Yeah? Do it. Uh, individually on Twitter. Well, hold on. On Twitter, we got Adji. Oh, I'm having a stroke again. <laughs> on, on Twitter <laughs> at, at King Aegeus. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Heracles and the Stables. Um, no, uh, at GI Joe Podcast for our Twitter. You can hit us up if you guys have any questions for the show or any comments. You know, give us a thing on the Twitter. Uh, check us out on the Facebook page. You know, uh, comment, post, and if we like it, we will read uh, your stuff on the air on the Know Your Joe segments. That's what we do. That's what we like to do. Individually on Twitter, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And I feel good about putting G.I. Joe and the Golden Fleece to bed. We'll be back with another exciting episode next week. Uh, Patreon people, we should be recording some of the new X-Men episodes we're going to be doing for our Patreon feed in the very soon. So keep your eye on the feed for that. Until then, I say, buenas noches. Oh. Why? I couldn't come up with Greek for goodbye. Oh. So I just said something yep, else. Yep, you you picked the the most re the most closely resembled thing. Yeah, it's a similar. Antiosas. I don't need any of your antiosas. I heard it has antiosas, and now I want some. That sounds delicious. Antiosas. Anchovy sauce. Anchovy sauce. <sighs> bye bye.
Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.